This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm Jax. No, you're not. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. <laughs> I'm Chad today. All right, let me be Chad. Gosh. I tried. I tried. You're right. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. You don't own it anymore. Oh, man. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, man. We are on the road headed back from the Tent Revival in Burlington, North Carolina. That's right. Uh, so when this comes out on Friday, this was recorded Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Uh, but we just felt led to go ahead and, and, and just start talking. Start, to, yeah, dude. What a night, really. You know, we got got a chance to go to the uh, the outre, or you know, they called it the return to Alamance. And there's been a couple revivals there over the past few years. I know. We were talking to Jeff Terrell, the guy who you know that we did the ministry with. The last one they did, I guess, in 2020 with CW or CT Townsend, lasted ended up lasting three or four weeks. And um, tonight was good. I mean, it, they didn't have a lot of time to promote it, but what we have probably about 100 people, maybe. Yeah, if they've got a little more. Yeah, maybe a little more. But dude, it was. <laughs> Jeff shared his testimony. I got a chance to get up there, and uh, we, we laughed because I I had this. I did in my head of what I was going to speak about. It was like when I got up there, the Lord's like, no, you're going to do this tonight. And I was like, all right. He, he does it to me every time. That's why I don't even, I don't even try to plan anything anymore. I don't think about it. I just say, all right, Lord, I know you'll give me a word yeah. when I get there. You do what he will, man. Like Jeff was talking and, you know, 1 Corinthians 15 popped into my head, you know, about death, where is your sting? Yes. And just, uh, dude, I mean, in it. It just floated. Like, the funny thing is, kind of like you and I, Jeff and I didn't plan any of that out. A lot of the stuff he was talking about in his testimony, I, was, I got up there, I was like, man, I think you preached my sermon. Uh, but yeah. the beauty of it is we got to see a 17-year-old kid tonight. Harris is his name. And he apparently <clears throat> just recently moved in with his, his great aunt, I want to say. And she's been, she told me tonight, she's been interceding on his behalf because he was getting into some drugs, getting into some games. And dude, he gave his life to Jesus tonight. Yes. And you could, you know, he, he, I sat there and listened to him say the prayer. And you just got a <clears throat> 17 year old kid, you got to speak into him and let him look. The enemy's going to instantly try to attack you, man. Yeah. And uh, dude, it's just so beautiful. That's really, like you and I talked about, tonight was one of those nights where you go, where you just want, like, you feel like you pull out your cup and say, Lord, fill me up. Yes. And that's really what happened to me tonight, man. It's just like throughout the. Right, basically throughout the day, but throughout the week, I've been doing some fasting and prayer, and it's like just praying for that pouring out, man. And uh, I just felt like the Lord showed off again tonight, bro. Yeah, he's he he moved in a great way. That was a, that was a great meeting, and uh, I just it's just so on my heart, especially you know, like it was awesome to see a 17 year old kid come up and give his life to Jesus. Yes, and. I just really, I pray that uh, he really comes to that deep personal relationship with Jesus so that the Father can reveal to him his true identity. Man, I'm telling you. Identity is so strong on me. It's been so strong on me for, for 
weeks, but probably a couple of months now. It's yeah. just been one of those things that is just, it just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on. Like, <coughs> we were talking, well, you, you got anything, if somebody calls, hey, would you like to come preach? Or, hey, if, if I tag you in tonight, you know, <laughs> you, know you got something to preach. Good. Listen, it's it's there. Yeah. Everything that, that the Holy Spirit is pours in during our prayer time, during our, our alone time, yes. the time in the secret place, it's there. And if you're if you're having that time, you're having that relationship and you're cultivating that time, then you're going to have that natural overflow. Man, dude, it's so true. And you and I were talking earlier, we were at the gas station and uh, it just dawned on me like all the years we'd we was drinking and all this stuff, man, how it clouded our vision for the Holy Spirit to come in and speak. And all those years, he was whispering in my ear when I'd wake up from a drunken night, I have more for you. I was always like, what does that mean? Like, God, what does that mean you have more for me? Now I see that I was, I had these blinders on my eyes. I had this uh, this veil basically over my, my I don't know what you want to call it, my heart. that wasn't allowing the Spirit to speak to me because I was living for the world, you know? And just... Dude, I think about that Secrets of the Secret Place I'm reading, and I sent you last night about how we have to go into the secret place and then allow um, the fire of the Lord, the fire of the Father to engulf our lives and engulf our hearts. And that's really, dude, you and I, I don't know, man, that's really what we're going through right now because you have this identity thing on you. And all my heart's been about was, you know, I'd planned on preaching about the cross tonight, which I touched a little bit on. But as I got up there, it was like the Lord redirected me, called an audible and said, no, you're going to talk about the goodness tonight and seeking and tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. And it's just like all these episodes we've been doing. What is this number four or five? It's all, all it's about, and what you and I talked about this week before I get on a tangent and rant here, is being a part of this, like, pretty big tent tonight, these people gathering, you know, well over 100 people, and just sitting in this, like, man, you know, it's not a 5,000-seat church, but it's just this pure intimacy where you see people tuned in to what the Lord has you saying um, and really just focusing on the goodness of God, and that's really where my heart's been, your heart's been. And I love it. Well, Denton, wait a minute. We made a wrong turn. We're we in Denton, Texas. Oh, <laughs> bro, we're taking a road trip. <laughs> we're in Von Eric territory. Oh, man, come on. Uh, no, you know, one thing. Lord, I got, I got a sidetrack. That's all right. Uh, you know, Jeff had got up, and he had he had begun talking, giving his, his story and all yeah. the stuff that he had been through. And... You know, it was powerful. He's talking about hanging on to Jesus. And, but everything just flowed. Everything flowed. So, from testimony into what you were yeah. speaking on, everything, Man. it all just flowed together. So, um, and that's exactly what's been happening with us with everything that's been on our hearts. With, and I, you know, we, went back and, and looked where the shift was and it, it was on that taste and see episode yep. and we're doing the um, doing the episodes about your your family being your legacy and just all of this stuff that is just completely flowing and man 
it is revival. Yep. It's coming straight from our hearts. Yep. And it's just it's just a natural overflow. It's outpouring. The Holy Spirit is doing something. We, I mean, if we were to sit and try to tell the people out there listening right now all of the things that the Spirit has been doing, <laughs> lining things up, yeah. being you, I mean, we're almost like an old married couple where we finish our, <laughs> each other's sentences and stuff. Uh, but uh, we found out this weekend that it's already even happening with our wives uh, on the same level. Yeah. And it's like, now this, I mean, it is crazy. And if we were to sit and talk about all this stuff and, and name everything, people's like, oh, y'all y'all making this stuff up. Y'all oh, crazy. Man, dude. But it, it's the truth. And you cannot make up what the Holy Spirit is doing in our hearts right now. Right, it right. It would be impossible. Yeah, and that's, well, we got the wives together. They're, they're at my house right now. <laughs> so Lord knows what they've done in bought and probably bought a house and some land together. <laughs> but no, man, you're right. Like, I mean, just getting them together this weekend, it was like they instantly connected. You and I sitting out on the patio and they're in there, you know, spilling their hearts out to each other. And they hadn't even known each other really, what, a couple hours? Yeah. And, dude, I just, I think it's good for our wives because they're, they're they're gonna bond. They're gonna bond because of their past, yes. things they've been through, things they can connect with. Kind of like you and I, really. So many similarities. Yeah, a couple, you know, former alcohol boozing brothers, and and just on fire for the Lord now. And yeah, like you said, man, my prayer all the time is, is Lord, pour it out on my wife. Yes. And uh, I think about what Pastor Billy said today. You know, you attended my church there in Salisbury, North Carolina, yes. and he was talking about taking our foot off the throttle taking our foot off the brake and basically allowing Jesus to guide and drive yes. drive the car like that allowing was, him to pursue or you know allowing him to, to flow with us man that was a, a very powerful thing and it, it it hit me so hard because everything that I've heard this week has been about stepping out yeah. in faith it's <laughs> been about letting the Holy Spirit have full control yes stop trying to Hang on to things. Let him take full control of everything in your life. Let him lead you wherever he wants you to go and do whatever he wants you to do. And then this morning we're in that service and and he steps up and begins to, to talk about this. And he says, he said, I'm, I'm seeing people putting their foot on the brake yeah. when they're in a situation. Yeah. They either put their foot on the brake or they put their foot on the gas and try to hurry up and get through. Man, yeah. And and he said, you putting your foot on the brake and putting your foot on the gas, whichever one you're doing, it both symbolizes you being in control. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, the Father is wanting you to take your foot off the brake and off the gas <laughs> and let him have full control. And I mean, it just flooded me. I'm like, my Did Lord, you? all week, Man. you know, we've been sending stuff back and forth. I'm like, this is speaking to me. This is speaking to me. I'll send it to my wife. This is, do you think the Lord's talking to us? Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> and then in, in service this morning, he stands up and says that, and I'm like, Wow, dude, just 
man. Speak on, Lord. Speak on. That's it. It made me. It makes me think about the. Uh, you know, for many years of my life, I tried to hit the gas to blow through troubles, blow through some trials, or, you know, hit the brake, or whatever it was. And it reminded me of my, you know, the 2020 time where we, not too long ago, had the episode of my, my pro-Trump tweet, which I still stand behind, by the way. <laughs> won't, won't change my mind. But, um, you know, during that time in 2020, this I've mentioned it before, that was a time where, man, I could have easily hit the, hit the gas and been, you know, the angry chat I used to be, you know, I could have hit the brake and just gave up on everything, but I chose to like release it all and say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this? Not why is this happening, yes. but what are you trying to teach me in this situation? And I look at it now, dude, I'm like, man, so much like just revelation from God that he's, he's instructed me, the people he's brought in my life. You and I connected basically not too long after that happened, right? Yeah. And man, it's just crazy to think that if we just allow him to, bro, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel, right? Yeah. So it's, man. <laughs> it is, and it, it's, that's the hardest thing for us as humans because, you know, the Bible says that the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit. Yeah. For they are foolishness to him. And that's the hardest thing for us as humans because a lot of times we're trying to look at everything in a, in a natural way yeah uh, how how is this going to affect everybody around me this decision you know you feel like the Lord's saying hey go and do this and you're like how is this going to affect everybody around me right. how is this how am I going to pay for it how am I going to this that uh, and he's not he's not asking us to ask how He's just asking us to obey. That's it, dude. And that's so strong on me right now. And I just don't know. I know that there's about to be something huge. Mm. I felt it. Uh, I mean, at the turn of this year, January, when, I mean, it was like the best way I can describe my, my, my condition was well, I read it last week out of the out of the passion from uh, where's we at Psalm. Uh, was we one uh, one nineteen? Yeah, Psalm yeah. one nineteen twenty five. Yeah, and uh, and he says, "Revive me." Oh yes, revive I'm, my heart, bro. Yeah, I'm, gosh, I'm, I can't remember paraphrasing how exactly it says it, but it, the passion just puts it so so deep you know i am i'm i'm down and out and i'm i'm fading man you know something and it's just like and that's where i was and then january rolled around and i i really started seeking the lord and i'm like i'm down in this place lord i'm i'm in this place where i feel like i'm i'm just i'm just about to lose you yes you know and like you see on the movies where somebody has died and then they come back to life and they sit up and they're like yeah gasping yeah. take a big breath <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt in January when you know I decided to cut out all of the garbage that was well 
not really garbage, but things that were a distraction. Sure, podcasts, all the stuff we yeah. talked about, yeah. From my relationship with the Lord, I, I decided to cut it out and spend a couple of days just wholly seeking the Lord. Man. And just as he promises in the word, seeking you will find. Yeah. Dude. And I mean, yes. I sought and I found. And he revived me and this year is completely transformed and and I know that something we're plugging away at something deeper and deeper and bigger and bigger and it's coming. It's right around the corner. Dude, I I, I man I think about the breath of God breathing you talk about reviving. And it's like that Ruach, you know, that breath of God where he breathes into us. And praying lately, I've been like, Lord, breathe your breath into me daily. Help me to seek your face daily. Help me to set my eyes upon you daily. And I think that's where, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Ravenhill lately. And he was, I mean, anybody who hasn't listened to Leonard Ravenhill, I highly recommend YouTubing. Uh, get ready for a punch in the gut and a slap in the face. Yeah. But basically, I mean, he's talking about that relationship that we have to have with Jesus, that we have to be in the prayer closet because revival doesn't just start in some 5,000 seat cool church where there's a hip pastor talking, you know, telling jokes. That ain't going to get nothing anymore. And, and, and I'm a firm believer before I get off the topic that those days you and I talked about, those days are coming to an end. Right. It's going to get back to the nitty gritty. The pastors like Wilkerson, Ravenhill, Dr. Brown, you know, we can name so many others that are preaching, uh, you know, repent and go to the cross and revival. And, you know, Ravenhill talked about it starts in the prayer cause. He said the problem is, and I'm working on it in my own life, too, where, you know, you have these prayer meetings and there's 10 people there. But if you have a, I mean, goodness, uh, you know, whatever, a gathering where you guys have a meal together at church and it's a preaching, you go, you have 500 there. You know, what's wrong is the prayer meetings are dwindling away. And it made me start thinking about just how I can be more fervent in prayer and how these men like Ravenhill were constantly. I talked to Dr. Brown about it this past week, how, dude, Ravenhill would just, I mean, he was always in prayer. He said, I prayed with Ravenhill many times, and it was like, man, his prayer was fire, dude. Like, he was just sitting there with God on a couch and just pouring out his heart to him. And that's where that revival starts, man. <coughs> And one thing, too, that was a sign to me of revival coming to the body of Christ oh, yeah. was tonight in Burlington. Okay. You got a big tent. And, I mean, that's been going on all weekend. And, and you know, they've been having several come out. Yes. So, but you got to think about it. We're in April. I don't know exactly. It says 55 degrees right now. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, it started and we were at 60, yeah. 65, maybe. Sure, sure. But as the night went on, you know, after about 30 minutes in there, it got cold. Oh, man. But people knowing elements yeah. in that tent they still flooded it and were there dude came to the altar those they were hungry people because you don't go to you might you might get dragged to one of those 5000 seat church sure. you know, with their uh, nice padded seats <laughs> and uh, an entertainer for a preacher standing up there 
but somebody who's not hungry is not going to go to a tent revival right when they know uh i'm just going to be sitting on a plain old seat it's not going to be anything real comfortable just an old hard chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard I chair sinking in the mud. Yeah. Gravel or grass underneath oh, me. Dude. And no heat, no air conditioning. Sure. Wind can blow through there. Porta John. Yeah. Porta John. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have the luxuries, but they still showed up. So that shows me that there are hungry people yeah. in the earth. And there are hungry people who are, who are. Man at this moment have made the decision I'm going to seek the Lord yes. because we need this is what we need and so that that was a sign to me tonight when, as I looked around that there was this many people to come out to a tent revival Beautiful. no heat no air conditioning bro no padded seats young old middle aged everything <laughs> And, dude, when are we going to stop being fans? Because for so long in my walk with the Lord, I was just a fan. Yeah. Okay, I would go to him whenever I needed to. I was a fan. Oh, yeah, I love God, whatever. But when do we put aside that fan thing and become fanatics? Uh, Where I posted a quote the other day from A.W. Tozer, I believe it was. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But it was basically, go to church one day a week and people go, oh, you're a good person. Go seven days a week and preach Jesus all the time. And, oh, you're a fanatic or a, a radical or you're out of your mind. No, that's that's being a fanatic for the Lord Jesus Christ and remembering what dude what he did for us. And you go to the book of Acts and these guys were radically transformed. I mean, you had all these jokers were running and fleeing when Jesus was crucified, but Acts 2 the Holy Spirit fell upon these guys. Their their hearts were burning with the word and they realized what they had to do. They were willing to die and absolutely every one of them did except for John. Yeah. They died for Jesus, man. That's a fanatic. A fan goes, I don't know if I want to talk about Jesus today because somebody might get mad at me. No, bro. That's not you, you got so many people out here and and that will go to a a football game and it's snowing outside. But with their they shirts won't, off. With their shirts off, boozing it out of their mind, but they won't go to a warm church to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, the man who died for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the problem is. That's the problem. That's why, I, like I said, I think the whole modern hip, and this ain't me pointing fingers at anybody, but there is some pastors out there that are all about, let me just crack some jokes and I'll sugar a little gospel in there. I think those days are soon to be over. I think the Lord is going, he said, there's enough. We're yeah. done with this and we're going to get back to, to what really truly means and what's going to change and start revival. I, I've felt it for a long time. The And there's nothing wrong with a mega church, so don't no, get me wrong. Absolutely not. But there's there's there are big churches that preach the gospel yes uh, you know yours being one of them mine does yes uh, but then there are mega churches that have superstar preachers that are nothing more than entertainers oh absolutely and I truly believe that the days of the superstar preacher are over yeah man uh I believe we are truly coming back into an age where it's going to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists who are going to to really yes. pour into the body of Christ. And this thing is going to go back to what it should have been and what it was, what the church was designed to be, Man. not just this uh, place where you can go 
and get a feel-good message and make you think you're comfortable and make you think you're okay. We're, we're getting back to a time where people are going to start looking at these superstar preachers. Yeah. And... The Holy Spirit is going to completely, radically change them, and they're going to be able to look at these people and say, these are nothing more than entertainers. Dude. I, I could go to a Broadway show yeah. or a WWE show yeah, well, and, and see something I won't, like I won't do that, but that's all right. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> but. No, man. Dude, what made me think about worship today at my church. We went to... Um, and just listening to the, the, the saints and, and all those in the church singing worship music, and there's something different to me in the atmosphere. And I talk to Pastor Billy about this quite often. Man, you just hear these people worship. And, and I mean, a woman was just wailing at the altar, yes. dude. And I'm like, bro, this is where revival starts when people, like you can only imagine what heaven's going to be like one day when it's, you know, holy, 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 the Lord Almighty, like constantly over and over again. And just to hear that ringing today of this beautiful sound, worshiping the Lord in prayer and tears and song, man, that just makes me want it even more. That sets a fire under me that goes, for so many years, I missed that because I was too blind to the world. But I'm so thankful we serve a God that says it's okay. Lift your chin up. Like I talk about my daughter, lift your chin up. Keep your eyes on me, brother. And everything's going to be okay. And revival, man, I truly, and all right, real quick, talking to Dr. Brown this past week, I take a ride with him. And if you guys don't, Dr. Michael Brown, check him out. He's Ask Dr. Brown. Ask, Ask Dr. Dr. Brown. Brown. Just and amazing. The Light of Fire radio show and podcast. Yeah, man. So I'm talking to him. I said, Dr. Brown, when did you start feeling revival? Because he was part of Brown's River Revival in 96. And he goes, about five years before the Lord started gripping my heart and reminded me I needed to return to my first love. He goes, I started getting legalistic about things and more, uh, oh man, I just need to gain more knowledge. And he goes, for those five years, I'd be preaching somewhere and I'd go, all right, Lord, is it, is it time for it to break out yet? And he goes, it didn't even happen with me. He goes, it started sparking in, in Pensacola, Florida, at Brownsville Church. Yeah. And he got invited to speak there and it just continued. So I'm thinking, you know, what you and I are feeling, what we're seeing in the church. I mean, it could be three months from now it could be next week it could be five years from now but the thing is is we're already seeing the fruit of a revival that is being birthed and i think i truly believe a great awakening of america oh, yes. yeah man i'm on it's, fire bro uh, i'm telling you it's coming gosh it's well i, I don't want to even say it it's here it's i think it's here <laughs> it is here and it, it's just there are hungry hearts there he is man and for those who are hungry He's going, he said, for those who are thirsty, they, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. And we're seeing people who are hungering and thirsty. And when you go to a church or you go to something like this, a tent revival or whatever it is, when you go, whether there's three or three thousand. Yeah. They're hungry. They are, man. And they're ready the, to feast, bro. Yeah, the, the spirit is is going to start really pouring out in those who are hungry. The ones who will seek him with their whole heart. Bro. Come Not on. just one, you know, we were praying 
before anybody got to the tent tonight. Yep. And I was sitting over on one side of the tent, and I was just, I was just praying, and I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me, and it was just provoke <laughs> to purity. Right. Right, right. They have been pulled back. They got off track by losing sight of their first love. Yep. And they started living. I hate even using this terminology because it's honestly not even possible. Because the Bible says... You know, Jesus said, those who are not with me are against me. Yes. You know, and and so it's not even possible to have one foot in the world and one foot in God. Man. To be honest. But to explain it, that's the way I'm going to explain it. So there's so many in the church who are straddling the fence. Or they got one foot in the world, one foot in God, and, they, and, and the Holy Spirit... Is provoking people to yeah, purity. Purity, yeah. These these people who they're believers, but they've decided, oh well, it's okay for me to dabble in smoking weed. Sure, it's or, okay for yeah. me to dabble in you know going to the bar and just drinking socially and having a good time, and it, it's not hurting anybody. I'm not becoming an alcoholic. Or these who are, well, it's 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 okay for me to dabble in. In uh, premarital sex, or yeah. you know, pornography, or whatever it is, he's he is calling people back and provoking them to purity, and that's what yes. the Bible says. Man. That Jesus is coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Oh, brother, that's so profound. No, no blemishes. Gosh, he's coming back. For a spotless bride, Dude. and that's what that's what the Lord is about to really start doing. He's going to pull people, provoke people back into purity. He's going to cleanse their hearts to where, when they go to try to get back into the mess, they're going to feel it, and they're going to know this is not who I am. No, you're right, dude. And we, I, I think us is, look, first of all, you listen to this, we're not pointing fingers because Lord knows we've been a part of all that. Yeah. But the thing is, is like you that Bible verse in uh, Matthew 7, uh, where everybody's like, oh, you know, don't judge or whatever this is. No, I think we're called and that's, the, we're at a point in time right now where if you know you're living uh the spirit-filled life, you can judge another brother or another sister right. if they're doing wrong, if they're living by that spirit of error that I talked about the other day that's causing them to fall into sin. You know, you you're, you, you can judge, but you do it in a rightful way. Like if you, obviously, you're holding on to something that you need to fix. But dude, we're called to call our brothers and sisters out. Paul said it. I mean, he called out Peter. Right. 
you know, for, for, for you know, not, not dining with the Gentiles and, and going over to the Jews and act like he didn't want anything to do with them. Right. So, dude, like, this whole don't judge thing, you know, whatever. But, dude, it's, man, we gotta, we have to start calling these things out. That's why, you know, this past, uh, <laughs> we won't get down this rabbit hole, but this past week I called out this Disney garbage. I called out this transgender movement that, you know, they're, they're pushing on our kids and, you know, we can't, the kids can choose their identity. No, man, God made man and woman in his image. That's it. You know, and, and I'm, I won't jump down that hole, but, you know, it's just, we have to remember this thing. We have to call these things out because what's happened, and I used to do it as a, as a, a believer, I would go, well, this ain't, this, the Lord's not calling me to pick this fight. I don't believe that so much. I think if it goes against the word of God, and we've had an episode on this before, we got to call this crap out. Right. And because we have kids, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter. So, dude, that's what it, that's, we have to start, we have to start calling these things out by what goes against the word of God. What is the spirit of error? You know, we live not by the flesh, but by the spirit. Yeah. And when, when you're led by the spirit, you have this dire need, and I do, this burning desire to start calling this stuff out, man, because they're, they're not going to like it. We already saw that this past week. <laughs> but I don't care anymore, man. Yeah. Well, the thing about that everybody forgets. We were talking about it earlier. Hey, can I say crap on the podcast? Sorry about that. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. I'm pretty sure I say crap all the time. I think so. It's okay. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we, we were talking about it earlier today. That verse, Matthew 7, 1. Yeah. Judge not lest you be judged. Okay. Everybody wants to quote that one. Yeah. They don't know the context. But they've, they've never read the full chapter. If they go on down, Jesus says to not worry about the speck mm. that is in your brother's Come eye on. Yep. when you've got a plank in your own eye. That's right. Okay, so if I have a problem with pornography addiction, right. and then I find out that you've got a porn addiction, <laughs> for me to come and beat you down and tell you how wrong it is of you to have a porn addiction while I've got the same issue going on. That's what he's talking about. Take the plank out. He says, take the plank out of your own eye. Then you can see clearly to help your brother. So he don't say, do not judge anyone. (laughs) This is what people really need to listen to because that verse has been taken out of context forever. Forever. And and it's used for... for To justify sin. Yeah, Yeah. to justify sin. Gosh. Oh, only God can judge me. You better be afraid of that. Brother, you better be worried because that's hell. Yes. But so they they use that out of context and say... Oh, well, nobody can judge me. No, that's not what it's saying. He says, he says, you don't be harping on somebody mm. when you're struggling with the same thing. Yes. In fact, you read on down and he says to judge. John 7, 24, Jesus says, judge with a righteous judgment, yeah. not according to appearance. Come on. So he says, he's telling us to judge. He's telling us to hold uh, others accountable. 
that's what we are called to do by the Spirit. So a judge with a righteous judgment is judging according to the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, okay, he says don't judge according to appearance. So you walk in and you're covered with tattoos. Yeah. And we've been in churches like this, walk in and feel like everybody's looking at us like, oh, I hope them boys get saved today. But that's what he's saying. He's yeah. saying, don't judge according to their appearance, mm -hmm. but judge with a righteous judgment. So if you see something wrong in their life, go to them and, and try to help them yeah. and correct them. And it, the Bible also says in a, in a way, in a gentle way. Yep. But we, you're talk about the transgender thing, homosexuality and all this other stuff, that is clear in the Word of God. It is wrong. In the, in the Old Testament yes. and in the New Testament. Yes. It's clear in the Word of God what God feels about that. So we are to judge that with a righteous judgment. Right. And try to tell people, listen, this is not God's plan for you. No, no. This is not your identity. No. This is not what, this is not God's best for you. So that's what we're supposed to do. Yes. That's the truth about judge not lest you be judged. Dude, I want people to call me out. If I'm in the wrong, I expect you as a brother in Christ to call me out and go, dude, that's not right. We don't say that or we don't speak that way. You know, and I've had to do it people before. And they'll get, man, they'll get highly offended. And they do. They use that line, only God can judge me. And like you just said, bro, you should probably worry about that. Yes. Because that judgment's hell. Right. Like, that's the, the real death, right? You know, and, and I mean, it's just, you're right. All this stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, I feel like the, the podcast has went a different shift here, but yeah. it's still based to me around revival because revival happens too. And when these comfortable, man, I'm trying not to be pointing fingers, but comfortable Christians who just go on a Sunday morning and go home and do their thing are afraid to speak out about abortion, are afraid to speak out about um, the things that are being taught in schools, afraid yes. to speak out about, uh, you know, Disney and all this, 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 oh, man, this transgender movement they're pushing on others we can't be afraid to speak out we can do it with truth yes the bible truth and love where we're not pointing fingers and hating and hate speeches but we're doing it in a truthful and loving way so with that being said that's my car telling me i was going to have a collision but i don't see anybody but i mean dude we have to truth and love man and we have to start calling these things out because the church has to stand up to this mess uh or it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and um, America's got really comfortable right now. We talked yes. about persecution before, and you, you it's going to start. I, I think the comfortable days of the church are over. You're going to start seeing more. Um, we talked about it today, I think, with Jeff. Churches in people's homes yeah. where there's this intimate worship, intimate prayer. It's based on the true and fallible word of God, not some, you know, cool stage and light show and all that stuff, which, dude, my church does a lot of that. I love it. Pastor Jay's got the real heart, but it's going to start getting more intimate, man. And these prayer meetings are going to what's going to birth this revival. And before long, we may end up being like China one day where it's like we're underground. Yeah. I mean, we don't know, man, but I think that the Lord's, he's shaking up a remnant, dude. No pun intended, <laughs> yeah. the remnant, our tag team name. But, uh, man, I see it happening. There's so much going on, and I just want to be sure my family's prepared. Yes. My, hu or my, my husband, <laughs> sorry, my what? daughter, wait a minute. <laughs> my daughter and my wife and my, my, my mother and stepdad, you know, they were there tonight just seeing them worship. And, bro, 
world. We just have to we have to disciple these people and prepare them for what's coming. Yeah, well, you know, you you said the podcast taking a different shift, but you feel like it's still all about revival. It yeah, is. It is. You look in you look in the Book of Acts. Everywhere the disciples went, or the apostles, ever everywhere they went. Uh, there were two things that happened: <laughs> revival and a riot and persecution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, dude. So everywhere they went, revival and riot. So, wow. When revival comes, man. repentance comes. Praise God. But also more hatred for the body of Christ comes. Yeah, man. And the more they hate us, and the more they persecute us, and the more Ooh. they try to eliminate us, come on. The more we're going to still be rising. Yeah. No pun intended. Again. <laughs> <laughs> our, our theme song, but gosh, it's that's the way it works. You can kill us, yeah, but there's still going to be more who are on fire for the gospel, who are going to stand up and start preaching. Yeah, it's just like Paul, Peter, James, all these Man. great. Uh, men and even women throughout history who stood firm for the gospel and they gave their lives for the gospel there were still others who the Holy Spirit raised up oh yeah to be just like them and start speaking yeah. the same truth that yes. they spoke with fire Man, coming come out of their mouth and consuming Oof. Holy this fire. sinful world, I'm telling Gosh. you, it don't matter what you do, God is still going to raise up a remnant, yeah. He's still going to raise up a people to speak His Word. They've been trying to eliminate the gospel for over 2,000 years now. Yep, and you see what happened, it keeps flourishing. We're still here. Consider it, look, James 1, I believe, consider it pure joy yes. when we're persecuted. And I, I had a conversation the other day at school about this, and they were like, uh, you know, we, we're quick as Americans to, you know, get our feelings hurt because someone, you know, says, oh, I can't believe you would uh, say that and out in the public speaking about Jesus. We got to consider that pure joy. Yes. You know, I pray and, and you know, Lord, forbid I ever have to worry about a gun being pointed to my head saying choose or die you know but there's going to be moments where we have to consider it pure joy we have to go man I, I do like Peter Paul all these guys they suffered for Christ bro but they even Paul said it to live as Christ to die as gain yes. and I mean that's what it's about bro it's coming to that that point in your relationship with the Lord where you go Lord no matter if I lose my job if I lose my house if 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 people are all the small things bad mouthing me on Twitter yeah. you know but you, you I always go it used to bother me Casey but then like over the past year it's like I consider it pure joy yeah because I just go okay I'm just going to keep keep sharing the gospel because it's going to keep just spreading and spreading and spreading it's it. feasting on that daily bread bro Jesus that's it It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so. Yeah, announcements now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we wait and do that afterward. Yeah. We just, these flow. last few episodes, we're just <laughs> jumping in the flow, <sighs> jumping in the pool and swimming around. And then, yes, sir. You know, if we got time for announcements or we remember it at the end, we, we do it. So, 
as you are hearing this, uh, it is Friday, April the 8th. Yes. So tomorrow, (laughs) Saturday, April 9th, Global Wrestling Ministries Resurrection at 130 McDonald School Road in McDonald, Tennessee. That's right. 7 p.m. bell time. That's going to be a great night. Uh, Me and you, we're going to take some kids to school. (laughs) Tell them their names. Cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they said that they were there to cancel. So, okay. Yeah. Well, we call you. We we have dubbed you cancel culture. Yep. And just like the cancel culture, who tries to cancel Jesus. Oh man. They've tried to cancel us. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are going to be no different. Y'all are going to be under our feet. Come on. Just like the devil and all the other cancel culture <laughs> out there in the world. Uh, so. We're going to take you boys to school. Oh, man, I'm loving it. And that's going to be a fun time. Before that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. little seminar. 3 to 5 p.m. Yep. Seminar for all in the professional wrestling industry. And you are going to be uh, conducting that seminar. So Just having a good time, man. Teaching some kids who want to learn. That's what it's about. Because the good thing is you do a seminar. It's not like you're forcing it on them. Right. They pay a little fee. They, and that shows that, okay, I'm interested in actually learning. It's not like you're like, hey, this is mandatory. Because you knew that to me, and uh, no, I don't want to be there. Right. But it's good. I, I look forward to, man, just getting some hungry kids, hungry guys and girls or whatever, and just teaching them the things I've learned over the years, bro. Yeah. That's going to be a great time. So that the seminars from 3 to 5 p.m., uh, you must sign up beforehand. Um, so please contact Global Wrestling Ministries on Facebook yeah. or globalwrestlingministries at gmail.com. Um, and then the show begins at 7 and then the very next day, oh, yes. Wrestling for the Faith Live. Again, what we did a few weeks ago in Milner, Georgia. Great move of the Holy Spirit. We're doing it again in McDonald's. It's going to be right there at the uh, the community center, the GWM Arena. Yes. Uh, in McDonald, Tennessee. That's going to be at 4 o'clock on Sunday, April 10th. So the very next day. So everybody be sure to come out. We're going to have... Uh, you know, praise and worship and whatever else the Lord leads, ministering. I know you're going to be sharing. I'm going to be sharing. Yes. Whatever the Lord leads, we're, we're going we're gonna to let him lead everything and just let the Holy Spirit. We're going to get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit move. That's it. That's our, that's our new walk, man. That's our new motto. And that is completely free, so anybody and everybody is welcome. Uh, As the the old wrestlers used to say, (coughs) I used to have a buddy, an older guy. He used to come get in the ring, and he'd cut a promo on me. He's talking about next week. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna be in Dayton, Tennessee, yeah. and I'm gonna rock your world. And then he'd look at the crowd and he'd say, "And ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to go out there, and I want you to get Uncle Duke and Aunt Myrtle and Cousin Bob and, and, and the cat and the dog and everybody, and bring them in here." So, so I love it. <laughs> next weekend, it's gonna be a great time. Be sure you come out to the GWM event. Yes. Uh, 
on Saturday. Tickets for that are only $5. And then the Sunday, Wrestling for the Faith Live, completely free. Man. So. Bring some church kids. Bring the family, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's play Death and Defiance. We are, yes. we are we failed to do this past couple weeks, but man, Adam and those guys at Death and Defiance have been a blessing. We have some shirts that we're, we're getting in for our family to to see how they look and all that stuff. But there's a possibility, and we can tweet this out. There may be a uh, Wrestling for the Faith remnant T-shirt coming out, yes. and um, this one says. Do it again, Lord. Do it with me. It was yeah. the old Billy Graham quote. So I we, love that yeah, man. So it's it's where our heart is, bro. But we think death and defiance. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. Death, is it death? D. Yeah, X defiance. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Great, great brothers, and uh, we we do have wrestling for the faith hats, yeah. wristbands, signed eight by tens, and. Uh, you know, I'll let Casey plug the cash app because I always forget what it is. Oh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> if uh, if you feel led to donate to this ministry, you can do so on Venmo yes. at Wrestling for the Faith or on Cash App, the dollar sign Wrestling for the Faith. There we go. And, uh, you know, we just really appreciate uh, everybody who is helping us out. And, as we started saying a, a few months ago, we really felt like the Lord was going to have us branch out doing more than just the podcast, and we've already started seeing it in a major way. I mean, it's just like the acceleration has just completely shifted, so, yeah. uh, you know, we're not just, we are on the podcast, but we're not just on the podcast anymore. We're out here. Uh, you know, getting opportunities to preach in churches and tents and it's amazing, man. wrestling events and whatever else. So more Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. yes. More Lord, more. Praise God, man. So uh, we thank everybody for supporting us, for praying for us. And we know that we've got many intercessors out there lifting yes. us up, and, and we're just so grateful for it. Revival is here. And. Uh, let it Praise flow. the Lord for it. Let it flow. Yes. So, God bless you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 